0: heart design presents
1: the parental toolbox podcast so then we um, are kind of moving into the audiobook you helped us with both the paperback and the ebook and then we did the recording of the audiobook
2: yeah at the point of this recording the the audiobook has not been released yet yeah so why don't you go ahead and get us up to speed on the audiobook and the process and where it's at and what you're most proud of and what you're looking forward to with it?
0: Well, the feedback that you guys had been getting really from the start was, we want an audiobook for this. And I was like, I got to make an ebook of this first. For one thing, it's just hard for me at the 33-year-old, you know, ebooks are my life. So (laughs) that was definitely like, well, we got to get this in ebook form because I think people are going to want it that way. But definitely you guys wanted the audiobook. And so you, Dad, went into just an overdrive mode of like recording all of the audio for the book. So the book itself is set up where you have these chapters. If you haven't read it yourself, you have chapters. And then each chapter at the end of it has a section for projects that you can work on in your home to to introduce these skills into your home. And so my father reads the whole part about the chapter itself. And then my mother reads the home improvement exercises. And so he just sort of sent me the whole book, which he had somehow managed to read in, I guess like a month or two and go through and do way more editing that you probably needed to, not knowing what I would be able to do for you. Um, so I, I, thanks to you. First of all, uh, congrats to, to these two for, I don't know how you did that.
2: Yeah, I was doing very old fashioned, kind of a snail mail version of editing. And I put in uh, just ungodly number of hours of doing that. And then of course it was a little bit both a relief and a tragedy that I found out that I really didn't have to do most of what I did there. <laughs> um,
0: and then I think with all things with working with me, like if you give me a new project that kind of, I had never made an audiobook before. So they're, probably the most frustrating thing is that there's this radio silence <laughs> where you've sent me all the material and I sort of just get my act together. And I don't really have any answers for anyone. And you can ask me like, well, are you getting this done? Are you there? And, and I just am like.
1: And there is complete silence. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if anything, I, you just kind of get a look of confusion from me of like, well, what What could I answer yet? So a couple months went by of, to be honest, like a lot of fiddling where I would load up a track and I would start fiddling with it and try to see what makes sense. And what was noticeable to me just right off the bat was it's a long book to have read. And they've done such a good job of making it concise that you can't blank out. Well, as you listen to this podcast, I'm pretty sure you have faded in and out how much you've actually cared what I've had to say. And so that's a tricky thing that in this book, if you fade out, you're gonna come back too and you're gonna be like, oh my goodness, like I really don't know what's going on here. And so there needed to be some way to keep you engaged. And so with a lot of pull file, fiddle with it, You know, try to make it sound clean. What's this going to look like? What needs to happen? And then going and think, well, what does capture people's attention? Without a doubt, the thing that's really capturing people's attention these days is videos. And so the first thing everyone thinks of like, well, yeah, there's no animation for it. But I think what gets subtly lost is how much different the audio experience is to a video that you listen to than an audiobook being written. When you listen to an audiobook, it's just a guy reading. When you watch any TV show or if you watch a YouTube video or tutorial, even a basic non-professional teenager that's producing a YouTube training video has a soundtrack, at least at the beginning, probably playing through the whole thing. And they do some cuts and animations and stuff visually for it. If you listen to a well-produced like documentary or something like that, or even a cartoon, there is an absurd amount of audio flavor that goes into making this experience seem rich. And for whatever reason, when we don't have the visual component, we've never added that sort of rich audio experience, except in some old testing. You know, If you pull like an album from the 70s where they would test stereo, or you can find these old sound effects albums if you're a DJ and you're into that kind of thing. But it's, it's not something that we see consistently in audio productions. So I had all of this in mind, and I was like, I really would like to figure out a way to bring that into the audiobook. And so, things that I kind of came up with was, at first, I was trying to come up with a soundtrack for the entire audiobook, and maybe in the end, something closer to that will come to fruition than we're at right now. But I don't think that's the right way to go because it's so long that in a video game you can have a, like a twelve-minute song and then have it repeat, but because you're so engaged in the video game it's almost kind of reassuring to have the song repeat and some stuff like this. And this one, if you're just listening to your car and you have a 12-hour book that you're going through, any 11-minute song that I created is probably going to get kind of irritating.
2: Yeah, I would say the difference what you're describing is in films and things like that, it sets an ambiance. It sets an environment so that it is experienceable and not just one-dimensional. And that's, I think what you did here is what you've come up with is sound effects, which provide ambiance. And also what's nice is that the sound effects have a symbolic relationship with a term or with a, could you expand on that? Sure. Well, so you've you've jumped ahead a little bit. I was talking more about
1: the sound of the music. So the music to the chapters or to the topic area, which is what happens in a movie. There's not one soundtrack that only plays through that movie.
0: Exactly. So So
1: different chapters and different ideas, that's right, are getting different music to them.
0: Sure. So, you know, the initial thought would be that you'd have each chapter play the same intro theme song, which is you know sort of how we run the podcast with the, the intention that you're listening to the podcast, you know, maybe once every two weeks or so. And we want something to brand it. So, you know, that you're listening to a podcast. Well, it quickly became clear in the book that that was the wrong way to go. You got 32 chapters. Frequently, you'll be skipping between them. It can become hard to even know if you've skipped to the right chapter. You needed something more of an audio cue of what you were doing. And also you did not get bored with the right. song. So that became something of, it just made sense to really create these songs for each chapter. And then practically, since it turns out there's about 50, 55 different songs that play throughout the book, you can't just sit down and write 55 songs and then go back and do all the work. And so it really was something where you're creating each song for the chapter. And so I tried to be pretty intentional with how the songs play with. In fact, there's one particularly cute thing that's easy to verbalize that, when you get to the chapter, chapter nine on three voices, the song itself is in three. And so if you're you know a real music nerd and a fan, then you'll kind of notice like, huh, like th- this particular song is set up. Um, and it's one of the only songs, three voices, relationships. Those are the only songs where you hear somewhat as if there are lyrics playing. I didn't want to have lyrics playing during most of the songs, but I just wanted something to show relationships. So I use some vox and, and stuff like that to kind of make that kind of fun. And then going even further than that was like, okay, well, then once you're talking, how do you keep people engaged? You did a good job with the book to begin with that most of the chapters are only 12 to 20 minutes. So that is a really nice thing that you had just set up already with the way that book was created. It's not like you're rambling on for an hour per chapter or something. There's one chapter that's 40 minutes and I think all the rest are under 24. Still though, it's a lot of content coming at you. And so what I wanted to do was to replicate when you have the physical book or the ebook that you have these emboldened words that are important and they need to be like kind of triggering an emotion in you in a way. And so I tried to come up with little sound effects for all of them. That ended up being a simultaneously very entertaining and re- like, nothing has gotten me to laugh more during the creation of the audiobook than coming up with some of these sound effects. It also was just emotionally draining. Every time you sit down and you have this obscure word like, you know, script and you're trying to think of what sound effect to play with that you know now that i've worked with this so long well yeah, obviously you would do this um, but coming to the, some of these answers was particularly difficult and like maximizing therapeutic growth like how do you how do you sound effect that and then once you've picked that how do you make minimizing unwanted influences relate to what you picked from maximizing therapeutic growth right so there's there's some beauty And real challenges every afternoon or morning, really morning, when I would sit down, I'd go to the chapter and I would list out all of the new emboldened terms from that chapter. And it would be a list normally about five or six that I would have to come up with the sound effects for that day. And that hour and a half or two hours was... It's always the scariest. There's a part of you that's not convinced you will ever get the answer, Where every other step of it, it's like, I'll eventually get this. You get to these moments where like, I will just never come up with a sound effect for this issue. This is ridiculous. Like, what am I even, I should just scrap this whole thing. <laughs> and I'm sure a few times you came to the place where like, well, you did. You were saying like, well, this seems overwhelming. You're having all these sound effects. People are going to get overwhelmed. And I kept coming back to, I'm not playing Simon Says here. <laughs> I'm not playing this sound and expecting the user to do anything. You don't need to keep track of 150 sounds and what your next action is. However, what I am trying to create and what I think we're all finding as we've listened to it a lot is that you have these audio cues for these different ideas. And what's fun now is that every time I say these words or I hear these words said, in my head, I hear the little sound effect go off.
1: The other thing is when I hear the sound effect without it. So uh-huh. like there's yeah. times when I'm out about in the community mm-hmm. and the sound effect, it's in real time, in yeah. real life. Uh-huh. It goes on and I just, I laugh. I mean, yeah. it's like, there it is, you there know, is. and then yeah. it cues up the word for me. So it has been ingenious. It I wasn't pleased with this. This is another one of those ones where I I thought that this wasn't necessary. And then I believed that we would be able to turn it off. And then I found out that in the regular audios, you're not going to be able to do. And I kind of took a big dip on that one. And then I started, I listened more and I thought, he's right. You know, he's got this. I think this is right. I, I like this. It's really a good way of learning. And I teach so much about different learning styles. And what you're getting across there is that. People have different learning styles and we got to get into the brain in different ways. There's the reframe, replace, rewire. I mean, it's pretty ingenious.
2: Yeah, at the beginning, it was a little jarring for me. It felt distracting, but then very quickly it turned into uh, what you had said it would be, is that was actually becoming a mnemonic device and a way for you to keep focused, keep paying attention uh, so that your mind wouldn't wander. But your mind would go, hear the sound, and it keeps you focused. and also. It is reassuring. It has a familiarity to it.
0: That, I think, was the part that really surprised me. I was sold from the very beginning, partially because I had taken so long to come up with the idea that you need to have these sound effects and people are going to love it. It's going to make it click. I didn't have any perception of how reassuring it would make it. As you get deeper and deeper in the book, there's so many new tools coming at you. It becomes oddly reassuring to hear the old sound effect. It's different than just hearing the word we said. When you say the word script, it's a quick word to say. You probably didn't even hear me say it just then because I purposely said it pretty quickly. It can just slip right past. And so by having the sound effect there, it pulls it back in. And so you can really viscerally feel the whole book is building on itself. It's all culminating to something. And it very quickly that like, if I had a stressful interaction with someone and I was like, I just need to listen to the chapter on mean what you say, maybe that would have helped the interaction I'm in. There's gonna be something about turning that chapter on and hearing these sound effects and just like a, an endorphin release of like, it's okay, I'm back in my safe space. So
2: we only scratched the surface <laughs> of all the things that we're going to be doing with the Global Heart Group and Global Heart Books and Warped Records. We haven't even addressed any of those <laughs> things. That We'll go ahead and have you back in the future to expand on all those things. Uh, we've talked quite a lot here about the audiobook, and I think you can feel how excited we are. So if you've bought the actual physical book or you've bought the ebook, we really think you'll enjoy having a companion of the book in the car with you, which will keep you company and keep you focused. Uh, So anyway, thanks a lot for sharing all the insights into how our project became a marketable product.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you can see the energy I brought to this. So thanks for dealing with me.
1: Thanks for listening to this podcast and we will be back with you again. Bye.
0: This recording is a production of Global Heart Design in partnership with four Parenters. If you'd like to learn more about this content,
1: please visit theparentatoolbox.com.